Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Today is the 10th of June, 2019. My name is Matt at Chute.name. I am Chute and the Climate Buddha. I met a man about uh, three years ago by the name of Leonid Yurgenov. He is the chief engineer, officer, person in charge of a satellite that detects methane that goes over the Arctic. and It detects a number of different, different things. We were communicating with one another because uh, in the early phases of the abrupt climate change community's work and research as driven by Guy McPherson, he was saying there were mechanisms that could <clears throat> kick in that could cause rapid warming in the climate. Hence the terminology, uh, abrupt climate change. We were saying, what are the mechanisms that would allow, you know, abrupt climate change to occur? So, the big one came from one of the most trusted and highest, highest respected scientists in the community, uh, a woman by the name of Natalia Shikova. She's with the uh, University of Fairbanks, Alaska. This is a woman who actually goes out in the field, does field research, gets the data together. Once the data is all together, uh, it, it comes together in a, um, a paper. And this is how science actually works. And this is a situation where, you, where when you say Natalia Shikova says something in the science, and you know you're talking to you know, a scientist, someone who's really in the business, who's making the decisions, you know, uh, of, of a scientist. And uh, so she comes in highly regarded. And she was saying in on YouTube, her and her partner, uh, Igor Smeltov, that there was a potential for a rapid release of methane. Now, geological destabilization, in other words, an earthquake in the wrong place over the top of a methane hydrate um, deposit could certainly do it. Um, the question is, would the warming climate be able to do this? Would, would just the process of, of warming the climate in general, you know, would that, you know, would that be enough to release 50 gigatons? So, Leonid, uh, in the uh, Methane News Group, um, which uh, just, he just published an article uh, about this very issue, where he's discussing uh, whether or not a rapid release can occur, and he found a scientific research to question that. Leonid says that we need to look at an article at climatetippingpoints.info, and it's a fact check on Arctic methane bomb is about to go off. And this was written, this article that Leonid Yurganov is recommending that we read was written by a man with a doctorate in climatological background, and he did it in his spare time for no money. And it appears to call into question of whether or not there are enough mechanisms to allow a rapid release of methane, hence changing the climate abruptly through, through methane release. 
The article is a good read. It's technical. Uh, it's very difficult to follow in some cases. In other cases, it's difficult to understand the real intent of the author because he gives enough evidence of tragic change in the climate during his article that you cannot refute the idea that we're facing tragic change in the climate. It's just when. The, the, the basic methane hypothesis was so prevalent early in the abrupt climate change movement that I was on the phone with Leonid and I was saying, is there something wrong with your data of your satellite? Is there something going wrong with the data stream? How are you interpreting the methane data? Why, are, why is there not is there not signs of this methane release with this heating arctic phenomena where the ice was melting and we're seeing this we're seeing this this change in the arctic so radically we're saying that there must be a release from methane a result that we and and, and your leonid says no no my satellite does not show a rapid explosive releases of methane right now <clears throat> The idea of an explosive release of methane has involved something called a pingo, and these are in the tundra. Turns out the entire Arctic Circle, the entire northern section of everywhere, is one huge methane field. Just tons and tons of frozen methane. And it turns out in practically everywhere in the rest of the world, locations in the southern hemisphere and equatorial deep oceans, there's tons of methane everywhere. There's so much of it that this is a, geolo- a geological interest to the oil and gas industry. They, they're going to try to, Chinese are especially trying to capitalize on the methane in these clathrates and turn that into an energy resource. Well, so there's frozen. It's frozen ice frozen ice methane sitting around in, in the environment. And the question is, is whether or not that could rapidly release. And it looks like it could from, from an earthquake, etc. But according to this article and according to Leonid's own understanding of the story and the issue, and watching his own satellite, he's concluded that the, re- the methane release bomb hypothesis at this point does not have validity. What this means is, is that one of the mechanisms that could cause abrupt climate change is not looking so likely, at least right now, as being a mechanism or the mechanism that will cause the rapid warming of the atmosphere over a short period of time. Well, an ice-free Arctic can do this. Uh, If we have an ice-free Arctic in a few months in September, that's the time of Arctic minimum. If that actually happens, uh, we'll see rapid warming like we've never seen before. If it happens next year, we'll, we'll see it next year. Um, whether or not one or two degrees of rapid warming over a few-month period of time is, is a, a, a sustainable phenomenon for humanity remains to be seen. These average numbers that come over industrial baseline that are bantied about in the news and talking about the UN's goals, or all these numbers are just absolutely nowhere near the kind of numbers that species will thrive and we are not going to be facing an environment that's predictable enough to grow weather uh, grow in a regular basis food issues destabilization of the living conditions of people everywhere are going to cause mass migrations refugees there already are climate refugees right now I have instant radical change. 
hashtag instant radical change is the basic concept, the basic belief, the basic idea is that we're facing change that could take place rapidly or could take place over an epic of five years or a decade. But we're all going to some location in the climate that will not be kind to life. Nobody, nobody in the climate change community who's looked at any of the evidence in this situation has come to the conclusion that it's going to get better. (laughs) It's just not. It's going to get worse. We could have the hot rains that kill everybody. We could have the fierce winds that make it impossible to grow. We could have the floods. We could have the deserts. We could have the heat waves. We can't have them now. They, they could have happened 10 years ago in response to various perturbations of the climate from various mechanisms. But the biggest perturbation of the climate that we are most concerned with is something called the aerosol masking effect. Because it's directly related to humans. How much pollution we put in the atmosphere actually cools the globe to some extent. The other pollutants that we put in the atmosphere, CO2, methane, other greenhouse gases, heat the atmosphere up. So far, we're putting more heating pollution in the atmosphere than cooling pollution. But it turns out that the cooling pollution goes away when industrial civilization stops cranking out its normal output. Coal-powered plants primarily are the foundation for keeping the aerosol masking effect functioning. At no point has anyone in the environmental movement stood on a podium and screamed at the top of their lungs how important it is to keep coal power plants burning coal and how incredibly important it is for those coal power plants and the rest of industrial society to sustain its current pollution track so that we can protect our environment from rapid warming. So the point is is that if we're going to somehow decarbonize and deindustrialize and and decolize and deoilize and denuclearize if we're going to do this draw down to reduce greenhouse gases which unfortunately is either going to happen whether we like it or whether we don't but if we do draw down greenhouse gases we're going to be faced with a heating penalty of enough to make life itself in question from the drawdown of society. This is a catch-22. It's a predicament. It's a no-win situation. It's a situation where distribute power, hashtag distribute power, comes into play because no longer will people be looking at their leaders and saying, what do we need to do? They're saying, we need to do something. So the first thing that we need to do is we need to participate in our futures, our collective futures. Through a distributed power fully integrated, technocratic, democratic system of universal voter participation in policy decisions, choices, and things that need to be done made by all of us. This is all totally sitting on a piece of software somewhere, 
can be done right now and it'll do a better job than any other system that humanity has invented because the systems that we currently use, that we have been using, that we've relied upon, have failed us so profoundly in the face of climate change. Tremendous epic failure of concentrations of power. If we distribute power through technocratic stratification of abilities and knowledge and we have what is essentially a human resource pool where all of our human resource professionals actually ask the question and say who is the most qualified person or people to answer a question and that that group of people is then brought together to bear in a democratic system to answer that question I think the best metaphor for our current situation and how this makes sense is if we distributed power in association with electing judges. I have no idea what it takes to be a good judge, but do you know who does? Lawyers. So if we said that lawyers are now responsible for electing all the judges, Supreme Court, all the way on down, and that that election removal and change has the same ebb and flow of any other system, including corporate systems where you looked at their performance and decide whether or not they belong there. The, the lawyers can do this. They have the skill, the knowledge, the background to understand law's application and to elect the right judges and to eliminate corruption. Distribute power means policy itself is created. Do we want to have mass incarceration? That's a policy. We could change that. There's enough people qualified to answer every question in society. We need to simply have those people voting in on these issues so that we can go from direct understanding to action with no middlemen. We don't have time. If we're talking about less than a decade, we don't have enough time to mess around with the existing systems. They don't work. It takes... The science that comes out of the UN is so slow. It's not keeping up with the changes that are, that are happening. The science that's coming out of mainstream science is too slow. It's not keeping up with it. Leonard Yernigoff's satellite, if it suddenly shows big swaths of pink coming out of the Arctic, that's the science that we, knew, we need to have in place to understand the nature of a rapid methane release and its consequences on society. But once we see... Leonard's satellite and other satellites like them with the hues of colors of danger that go with huge releases, then you need to look next door at your friends and your family and you need to find whether or not it's in your heart to tell them that something has happened and that our days, that our days of wine and roses may be over soon. I'm the Climate Buddha. Buddhism is not about a process of uh, convincing the world that there's one concentration of power from which that concentration of power will somehow solve everything. Buddhism is not about that concentration of power solving all systems, but yet it does say that the concentration of philosophical wisdom amongst the wise has benefits. And that seeking out the wisdom of others and using that collective wisdom for the benefit of others, it makes sense. 
we're facing a very difficult time. Hashtag instant radical change says that we can make that change, a technocratic change. We can change things very quickly. And we can pick a date when we're going to make that change. We can have systems in place to allow that change. Everybody on earth can know what that change is. Seven billion people could have a database where every single person everywhere knows what will happen after instant radical change. The Climate Buddha has good ideas. The Climate Buddha also has ideas that require funding to explore deeper, further, develop the wiki, the system, bring to bear the expertise necessary for an idea to become reality. I need your help. I'm on Patreon. Chuchi. I need your help. These projects await funding, opportunities. There's nothing more important than climate change. There are no other projects that matter. Once our environment starts to degrade, you realize that everything else is secondary to having clean air, clean water, safe place to stay, free from weather. It's so important, our environment. Chu Chi is its own religion. Hashtag Chu Chi says that we can create a religion that takes the number one God and moves it to where it should always have been which has been our, our environment. Our indigenous cultures knew that their life depended upon the environment around them because each day the sustenance of their environment was whether or not they lived or not. Removed in our SUVs in our society, it still has not changed. We're just a little more diluted. My name is Matthew Chute. I'm the Climate Buddha. Hashtag Climate Buddha. Hashtag instant radical change. Hashtag cheat cheat. I'm on Patreon. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Look forward to sharing with you more of these episodes. Check back. iTunes.